I think if you go into a practice and you're very, very keen about environmental sustainability and you say, I want to change this, this, this and this, I need to do this, you're going to terrify people and they're not going to get on board. So it needs to be done slowly. And nurses are perfect to do that because they can do the research behind it. They can present it, then they can start doing it. And it doesn't have too much of an impact on the rest of the team. Welcome to the VN Times podcast. Sustainability has been the key theme of Joe Oakdengier as BVNA president. And it's the theme of BVNA Congress, which returns in October following its hiatus last year due to the coronavirus pandemic. So in this special episode, Jo speaks to Congress Times editor Tom Jackson about her reasons for choosing sustainability as her theme, as well as the four pillars of sustainability, why VNs are vital in implementing change in practices, and what she hopes delegates will take away from Congress. Thank you for joining us, Jo. First things first, why did you pick sustainability as, as the theme both for your year and for the event? It's quite a buzzword at the moment, isn't it? It's um, kind of everywhere and people are using it to kind of sell things and do things. And to be honest, I think it was that is like, what does it mean? Um, And it sort of challenged me. I'd always found sort of environmental sustainability really overwhelming because you're often led to believe that even the little things you do aren't going to make any difference and it's all very complicated you can feel like you're recycling everything to the best of your ability and then somebody else tells you that's not good enough so that overwhelm is probably what prompted it um, and prompted me to look deeper into sustainability I then realized that kind of the primary reason I joined council was about retention um, of nurses in our profession um, because people come into it and then they leave because it's not very sustainable So that encouraged me to look at the sort of four pillars of sustainability because it isn't just environmental. Um, It's impacted by the economic, the human and the social side of it as well. Um, And that's kind of what we've based our year around um, in the different things that we've we've dealt with and and, um, planned as well, especially in Congress. Um, Widened it up because it's a huge area and it's crucial to everything that we do. And I just wanted to try and make it more approachable um, so, and accessible for people um, so that there was some understanding there. So that's why I chose sustainability. So where did your interest in sustainability actually begin? Are we talking back to childhood days watching documentaries on the TV or is it something you've developed during your working career? I think I've probably developed it more. Um, I would say I've always had an awareness. I grew up in Norfolk countryside. Um, so I'm a very much a country girl at heart, um, living with farms. Um, and things like that Um, and then when I was a teenager we moved to Singapore which is a massive contrast to Norfolk and it's a city and I'd never lived in a city before so there was definitely some awareness there about just how suddenly you know how disposable things were I think Um, and then that sort of cemented that sort of that worry in my in my mind Um, but I didn't really know what to do with it and it kind of just lingered there. I've always been aware of it, um, sustainable farming practices, what we eat, etc. And then sort of as I became a mum, I think that's probably what triggered more um, because there was a worry in me about the future for, for the kids. 
Um, so that made me look into it more. And then everything that I've done started at home before it was translated into practice. But I would say that was definitely more of um, an environmental sustainability approach um, rather than looking at all three. The other three pillars are definitely born out of my working life um, and my career um, and seeing everybody else's career pathways around me um, and having a love for economics. Um, I did that at A-level and it's it's always been something that I've been very keen about um, and understanding how it works with society and things. So it, it, it's been there always, but it's definitely developed more in my career. What have you implemented as part of that development of your sustainability interest and knowledge? So it started really small um, and it started with more of a fun thing looking at um, what we wore in theatre, really, um, and our scrubs and our scrub hats for theatre. Um, and it started off as a, a gift for one of my nurses who had just qualified um, as the sort of um, reusable scrub hat. And then we've all got our own now. Um, that's all developed, um, not just a qualification present. It's there from the start now. Um, but then that made us sort of reflect on other things that we do and how we do them. I think in practice, one of the biggest things is waste segregation and the ability to recycle products. Um, that definitely took a big impact in uh, the pandemic um, because sometimes or previously wholesalers would take recycling and then they couldn't. So it made you have to look elsewhere. Um, we have got a water distiller now in practice, which is very loved. Uh, doesn't have a name yet, but is going to have a name soon. Um, and that one is that just stops us ordering in those five litre bottles of distilled water that we don't need to do. We don't go through that much. Um, and we were struggling to dispose of those plastic containers. So we make what we need in practice um, with the water distiller. Um, we manage our washing. Um, so it's also an effort to not use loads of towels because that requires more washing and drying rather than using sort of vet beds and fleeces. Um, and we've just created an environmental policy, which gives us some goals um, of where we want to be with regards to the main thing on there is waste segregation. We're city centre, um, so we don't have sort of any of the sort of travelling requirements um, that they're on there. We, most of the team don't drive anyway. Um, they get sort of a train or a bus in, into work. So that is that is covered. But the environmental policy has given us a good starting point and all of the team are really keen to do little bits to make a difference. Um, but there's some of the sort of easy wins that we've implemented without having to invest too much, um, do too much training, but give us a starting block as, as achieving something in practice. And is the fact that you're a VN, has that helped you in terms of implementing everything you wanted to? Anybody in practice can, but it's entirely dependent on practice culture um, and whether that supports that change, um, because there are changes that need to be made. I think RVNs are so key to this because we are part of everything in practice. So, you know, that's we look at where um, items are ordered from. We do the ordering, we do the stock management, we do the waste disposal, we do the cleaning, we do the washing, you know, we do all of those things in practice. And it's all of those areas that need an impact. Um, and vets usually sort of comply and go along with it if it's put there. Um, so the nurses can sort of orchestrate that in the practice and drive change without actually 
having too much change. I think if you go into a practice, you're very, very keen um, about environmental sustainability. And you say, I want to change this, 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 and this, I need to do this. You're going to terrify people and they're not going to get on board. But nurses are very good at going in and assessing what's done and slowly trying to introduce that change. Um, because I think our profession as a whole probably isn't very good at change because we have to deal with a lot in, in our daily working lives so it needs to be done slowly um, and, and nurses are perfect to do that because they can do the research behind it they can present it then they can start doing it and it doesn't have too much of an impact on the rest of the team has the pandemic accelerated the need to look at this has it brought it to more people's attention do you think I think it massively has. Um, I think we all realised when the, we were talking about the initial lockdown earlier, because, of course, we're over a year um, ahead and that drive to work where you didn't see a single car on the road because you were going into practice. But there was nothing. It was like a scene from 28 days later, wasn't it? Everything was just empty. And um it made you realise, wow, we, we have got a lot going on. And, and I think people, when they were at home, started to realise that actually, you know, there were being some there were some impacts created in the environment with that. Um, but it also made things more difficult. We for, for the first time in a long time that I can remember, we had shortages um, of resources um, and we had to deal with that. And people did panic by um, and stocked up. But we not only had um, a shortage of resources of food, we had a shortage with drugs um, in the practice. We had um you know, I mean, we dealt with the isofluorine shortage prior to that, but then we had a shortage of the other drugs as well. And we were also told that we couldn't use oxygen as freely as we did. All of these things that we kind of took for granted, we suddenly had to be very aware of. And it almost, I feel like it helped reset a lot of things and as to sort of appreciate and take value for those things that we'd taken for granted and maybe be able to reassess some of the ways we use things so as to not be so wasteful, really. So taking a look at the four pillars specifically that are going to be discussed at Congress, we'll start with social because on the programme, that's the first on the list. How yeah. is that going to be approached at the Congress? It's quite an interesting one, social sustainability, and it's probably the least known about as well. But do you not think it's been the one that's had most impact with the lockdowns and isolations? Agreed. Agreed. Um, agree more? It might be that lockdown has brought it to the fore when maybe exactly. few people didn't realize that it was yeah. such a big issue i mean it's it, it, we we set a challenge for people wanting to speak at congress which was it it was became it was really interesting the challenge was to what you wanted to talk about what you wanted to speak about at congress and how that would fit in with the pillars so there's been some really good interpretations of how that lecture may fit within a pillar um, you might find that some of the lectures translate across all four or a couple of them some of them you may think I can't quite work out that link but there's definitely a link there because it was one of the things the speakers had to do um, social I think has had it's been the biggest realisation and something that we did all take for granted um, following the pandemic. And that sort of is going to look at things like your practice culture 
is a really important thing that's been discussed at the moment um, and that life sort of outside work um, and maybe a bit of the work-life balance as well. It links sort of really nicely into human, um, but it's also looking at the sort of widening participation in the profession, um, diversity and inclusivity as well. So the social aspect is really broad, but it's also really important for individuals to reflect on what it means to them. What does social sustainability mean to you um, and how can you sort of um, affect that in your life um, and, and then in your role as well? Because you might think of the social side as being outside of practice. But I don't know about some other nurses, but I'm sure everybody in, in practice as well at the moment feels like I spend more time with my work colleagues than I do at home. A lot of the time um, they become this whole different family I suppose that you're with so there is that social impact and you still get the same struggles and problems people have bad days and good days and it's how you work through those as a team so I think practice culture is probably one of the strongest ones in there at the moment that relates directly to us in practice um but it's it's definitely been discussed about more because people have realized especially with being split into bubbles um how much impact that can have um the different relationships between people at work on top of that, you have the added isolation that was caused with the need to potentially isolate or working yeah. from home. You know, there's then reintegrating, I imagine, is a key aspect of it moving forward as well, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And there's definitely been a fear and an anxiety as well. Um, and if you look at it from the point of view as being in practice and consulting, we've had to deal with clients in different ways as well. Um, and vets are now going to have to start thinking about having people back into practice and into console rooms. And that's a whole new impact because there is so much anxiety that's been generated. We've been living in this sort of crisis situation for 18 months and it's very difficult to adapt to things as they change when you've got on that sort of high alert all the time. But then you've also got the, the worries that we had, especially mid pandemic with um, clients who couldn't come into the practice and their pets were poorly because they were either shielding or they were isolating or they had COVID. And we've had to sort of think about all these different ways of working around this um, to deal with, with isolation. I mean, it's been a huge area, really. Moving on to the human aspect of sustainability, what is the Congress going to explore? And again, why is this such a key pillar? So this one is, is very much going to be around well-being um, and us as individuals, um, our VNAM this year was, I'm a veterinary nurse and I'm human too. And it was really nice to have some of the stories and it was really well received because I think, especially with all of that and the difficulties that we're facing in the profession at the moment, it's very easy to forget that we're people um, with lives, um, with cats, um, that we, you know, we have to we have to remember that we are people and we wanted to celebrate sort of the things that the other things that people did outside of work because we're not just all about work we do other bits as well so the human side is very much going to be be well-being um some coaching some self-awareness sessions um which is really important and maybe discussions around sort of how we can work better in practice um potentially moving away from how structured we are, I suppose, and looking at a little bit of flexibility with, with working arrangements and how we support that to help the, the person be individual, to be human, um, not just a robot in work all day as well. Economic sustainability is something that will be much more familiar to certain people. Um, take us through the Congress agenda for the economic sustainability and what you hope will be taken away from it. 
so there are some interesting ones to be honest there's there's one actually about the impact of for example a dog bite and the economic impact that can have on your practice so you know when i say that the themes have been intertwined into lectures really carefully um, and really well thought out that is a really good example but the sort of the overall economic impact and and sessions that we might be more familiar with as a manager are just making sure that practices are sustainable in how they run and that is going to be looking at things like career development and supporting the team members so the retention of our, our teams in practice so that we don't have high turnovers and everybody is is supported um, and just looking at how the business can be sustainable and sort of your, your pathways and your different leadership roles and how you can support your teams there is a bit of business in there as well but it's mainly around the individuals and then those that are potentially in sort of management and leadership positions what they can look at and how they can support that in practice as well and then finally, environmental, which I'm sure most people will be aware of naturally anyway, but still a very important aspect to discuss. It's definitely the most discussed um, pillar of sustainability. Um, and so it should be. I mean, it's it's going to impact our future, um, our resources and everything that we know going forward. Um, and that's why I said at the beginning, it is kind of one of the most overwhelming ones. Um, but the, the environmental one's going to look at sort of how we can be more environmentally friendly in practice. Um, and there's been a sort of big theme of that running through the whole year as well. Um, and we've we've started working very closely with Vet Sustain um, and obviously then the Greener Veterinary Practice Checklist. Um, I'll be lecturing um, and for, we're providing a talk, it'll be more of a discussion at, at Congress about what sustainability, sustainability means to me. Um, and hopefully I can have people sort of interact and ask questions and we can sort of approach it from that point of view um, with some discussion about the environmental. Um, but also we have our keynote speaker, Ellie West, um, who people will recognise from environmental sustainability. Um, and she will be talking talking about sort of GA gases and things like that. What would you like to see VNs take away from this whole sustainability thing? Just having more awareness. It's not telling sort of an individual to go and change the world. I mean, everybody can have a go at that if they want to, but just understanding that it is achievable and the tiny little changes that we make in our day-to-day -day life and in our work do make a difference because if we're all making those tiny little changes it adds up and starts to make changes starts to change your culture into a new way of working um, a new way of how we live um, to make everything more sustainable and to have an awareness of sustainability holistically so the four pillars and not just to focus on the one because we need all four to have some interaction for our behaviors to be altered to support those to make a difference going forward as well but it's very much the little things do count so even the small changes will make a difference so don't give up if you could recommend three things to vns or a handful of things that they could immediately implement now within their practices, what would they be and why? So the easy, sustainable things environmentally would be to get a water distiller and name it. <laughs> I love it. It's brilliant. I love it. Um, use some reusable um, textiles for theatre where you can, and there'll be situations where you can't. Communicate as a team. So speak to each other about your goals, your interests, your skills, make sure that you're utilising your team in the best way possible. Not only will this make them more efficient, it will help 
keep them with you um, or you can support them in their career development so you get that sort of retention that impacts sort of the human the social and the economic if your team are engaged and happy and can work with how you're expecting them to work as well um, and that you're supporting their career development and why should VNs be at the forefront I think we lead a lot a practice would not function without a nurse. I think actually that did become evident at the start of the pandemic because I know there were some practices where nurses were furloughed and vets were having to do it all on their own and it nearly broke quite a few of them. Nurses really are the linchpin of a practice. We do so many different aspects and keep it going that we are the ones that can positively drive this change forward because we know how we can do it and how we can implement it. And there's generally more of us in a practice. <laughs> We've got a big <laughs> voice. We should use it. Um, and just, I think, I just think we're, we're really well placed to, to drive those changes forward and open up those discussions. And I know a lot of nurses are so passionate about doing so as well. So what sustainability measures can we expect to see at the event itself? We're trying to do a lot digital. Um, and we've got, we're trying to encourage not the, Um, sort of bags of just paperwork that people get given at the Congress. COVID has helped with actually quite a lot of that because the way Congress is set out and laid out is is COVID safe. So even if assuming the government guidelines were back to how they are now, not post July the 19th, Congress can still go ahead um, because we've got all of this in place. So it's avoiding waste. It's making sure that the way that the whole Congress is laid out is efficient um, and easy for everybody to get around as well. For the social events, we've chosen the main option as a vegetarian meal. Um, And we've done that just as a nod to being more balanced. I'm not ever going to suggest that everybody needs to sort of not eat meat or just eat pants or anything because we're all individual and we make our choices. But it's just to make a nod to the balance. We've got a huge amount of people that are potentially there eating. So that was that was a nod to that as well. Um, But there'll be lots of little things around Congress as you go um, that you'll notice are hopefully making a positive impact um, on sustainability as a whole. And we're looking forward to it and finally getting back to an event and seeing people and learning more all about sustainability and your theme. Thank you so much, right, Joe, for explaining. I can't wait to, uh, to get everybody back together at Congress and be sociable again and get to interact with everybody. It's, it's going to be great. Couldn't agree more. Thank you, Joe, for joining us. No problems. Thank you.